All right, so considering that yesterday was the Thanksgiving, I think that we should probably start Welcome off by saying what we're thankful for. Shop. I'll do it first. Watch. I'm shop. thankful for love and life and the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> what are you thankful for, Sean? Um, I'm thankful for... Uh, I'm just thankful to be alive after 2020. 2020's been a rough Shit, one. Man. I mean, the odds are stacked against us. Yeah. Holy shit. This is not a Hallmark podcast. Bienvenido al episodio 4 de la temporada 7 de Cine Chop Shop. This is a movie podcast that concedes that remakes are going to happen. So why shouldn't movie buffs... Como nosotros. Como nosotros. Oh, damn it. Decide who is recast <laughs> in those iconic roles. My name is... Travador Allende, a.k.a. Treviche de Popo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I'm joined, as always, here in the shop by my co-host and co-producer, Sean Salvador, a.k.a. Don Sean DeMarco, a.k.a. Sean Azuela. <laughs> and uh, we may or may not be joined by our compatriot. Uh, her name is Chilean Chelsea, a.k.a. Chalombia, a.k.a. St. Chilena. Uh, further description of the show. The tagline says, watch Chop Retrofit, because essentially that's what we do here. We watch older películas, sometimes classic films with iconic actors, and then we retrofit them by tweaking the design with new parts. Quick disclaimer, we're not actually in favor of the remake, reboot, sequel-dependent cinematic culture. Vaya con Dios. This is more of an exercise in satire and irony. We try to be funny. And sometimes we succeed, my friend. And so we're going to go ahead and go into our first segment, which is movie news. And this is where, uh, despite all odds, we try throughout the week to pay attention to stories that we think pertain to our show and that our listeners might find interesting. And so, unfortunately, once again, we do have to start it off with an RIP. Rest in peace and rest in power to Italian actress and screenwriter Daria Nicolodi, who has passed away. Uh, I believe she was in her 60s. And as of yet, there is no cause of death being reported. Uh, but she's known for her many collaborations with Dario Argento and the Giallo genre. Next, I think this is good news. Gremlins 3 writer prefers puppets over CGI creatures. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to do a Gremlins sequel, sequel. Go practical. Go practical. Right? Yeah. And the writer is uh, Chris Columbus, who discovered the new world. Speaking of practical, have you seen the trailer for the Clifford the Big Red Dog? I heard about it. I heard it looks terrible. But, but it's the same studio that released the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, and they released their first images and got a bunch of backlash, but also publicity, right? Yeah, so yeah. is Paramount pulling a Sonic? Maybe. So uh, Monolith discovered in Utah desert has everyone buzzing over 2001, a space odyssey. And what did you say about this thing? Uh, some people have discovered that uh, it points true North. The, the shape of it. Cause it's like a triangular no, obelisk. No, no, right? like if you hold a compass up, it will point like it right it, it oh so a compass will point to it as yeah, though as it true is north. true north yeah 
That's wild. So I heard a thing on NPR. There was like a park ranger. He was like, probably, probably some new age artists. <laughs> Next, Trump posts a series of bewildering, deranged videos from actor Randy Quaid. And excuse me, from quote, actor, end quote, Randy Quaid, and a call to re-vote the 2020 election. Did you see any of these? I didn't see any of his retweets. I don't look at his shit. No, but the, the videos from Randy Quaid. I didn't see which ones he posted. Completely confirming both of their insanity. Okay. Yeah. Uh, next, speaking of insanity, Neil Patrick Harris boards Lionsgate Nicolas Cage satire, The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent. So is... Nicholas Cage playing himself. Yeah, it's like a hyped up meta meta version of himself. Yes. Kind of like uh being John Malkovich. Right. Is what I feel from what I've read. I can get down with it. Is is Charlie Kaufman involved? I don't think so. Because he did do a movie with Charlie Kaufman, right? Uh oh, yeah, of course. Adaptation. adaptation. Yeah, yeah. Yes. All right. And then locally, we've got some local movie news that I'm certainly excited about considering circumstances. Uh, our local discount theater, the Julia Four, is going to be offering and is currently offering drive-in movies again. That's really cool. They set up their screen. And so on Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night, they will offer one of their movies outside. And it changes each night of the weekend. That's cool. And I think that usually the trend is that Sunday is the more adult feature. Nice. Uh Fucking big bushes and like dongs. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. I could see that happening on Irby. <laughs> yes, and uh, I think that wraps us up for movie news this week. And do you hear a phone ringing? That must mean it's time for the Department of Corrections Department with Chief Corrections Officer Dana. Привет. In Soviet Russia, podcast corrects you. That's right, y'all. I ain't got nothing this week. Good job. Enjoy some extra time in the Eastern Bloc. Paka. All right. And thank you for that, Dana. We appreciate it. And also, we uh, are very thankful that you are feeling better. And that will close the doors on the Department of Corrections Department for this week. Which brings us to the theme of the episode for our fourth and final destination in our November Around the World film series. Today we're discussing South American movies. La Películas de América del Sur. And this is some of the cultures or cultural stuff that we're not super familiar with, right? Absolutely. And that's what this was kind of a... Uh, a delving into was cinema that we aren't uh, completely accustomed to or, or very accustomed to. And I think that we definitely saw some stuff this week that was out of our wheelhouse. Oh, absolutely. Were there any standouts for you? Yeah, I'm going to get into one of mine on my double feature that actually two of mine on my double feature, one that you, you're familiar with. And then the uh, one of our recast films mm -hmm. I was really impressed with and blown away by. I think that there's a few themes that stand out. One, of course, is the tremendous disparity between uh, the common man and the wealthy upper class. Yeah. Um, which can be seen here as well. Mm -hmm. uh, 
but not to such a degree. Also, the um, the military dictatorship comes into play in a lot of these movies, the junta. Um, and then... Drug culture. Drug culture, exactly. Uh, so yeah, that's what we're going to be really, really optimistic about tonight. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we'll go into our next segment, which is uh, the... Presentacion Doble de Medianoche, or The Midnight Double Feature. And this is where we each talk about two films that are within the category of our episode, and we talk about how they're related to each other and how they might be a good pairing for a double feature. And would you like to... You said you know Chelsea's, right? I do. I do know right, Chelsea's, Chelsea's So Chelsea went with a couple of animated features from America set in South America. Okay. The first is uh, Up. The yes. T- the tale of the uh, geriatric old man who uh, wanted to fly his house. Why does that movie <laughs> got to be so sad? I know. It makes me cry every time. <laughs> but uh, ultimately, the, 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 the canyon that he yes. finds is in Argentina, oh, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. And then she's following it up with, the other, with another film, uh, Rio. Yes. Which is a Rio de Janeiro yes. kind of festival, carnival. Carnival. Kind of thing with a bird. Yeah, it's a bird. Yeah, I have vague recollection. Gonna go to Rio, Rio, Rio. Uh, so that's her double feature. Yes. And uh, hopefully she will be joining us at some point. <laughs> but if not, we hope she feels better. And what is your double feature? Okay, sir? mine. Uh, so she took the uh, um, happy animated approach i'm going with something more uh, heavy i'm going with a, a drug tie-in on both okay. of my films i went with 2002's city of god oh yeah and uh, you have seen this film i have not uh this is from brazil uh-huh and it's a uh, set set place in the uh, slums of rio the favelas and it's two kids paths diverge as one struggles to become a photographer and the other a kingpin rocket is the photographer the photographer kid. and Lil Z yes is the kingpin and I commented to you as I was watching the movie in segments um, the story arc reminded me of Goodfellas very much so in that it's the rise of a drug empire mm-hmm. and it's told from a first person perspective and much like Joe Pesci's character in Goodfellas Lil Z or I forgot what his name was as a child but uh he uh, Zebulon. No, he was an unhinged psychopath. Yeah, he had no compunctions about killing, especially when it came to, uh, uh, you know, the end justifies the means, and that means you know the end being the drug kingpin. Right. And so you've got this story of these street kids, and um, one of them's trying to, like you said, uh, you know, he's establishing the uh, the drug empire, but Rocket is is a good kid, and. He's trying to do right, and he has a fascination with photography and hooks up with the newspaper and kind of climbs the ladder and kind of stumbles into his role as a street photographer because right. he has access to these gangs. Right, because he's he grew up in that situation. Right. And so he's getting them these excellent photographs. And this is based on true events. Well, it's based on a true place. I don't know. Did you did you fact it's, check that? It's said it based, based on, on true events. Okay. I don't know how accurate the movie is. Right, so but... it is the City of God or the Ciudad de Dios is a slum outside of Rio de Janeiro in right. Brazil. 
And uh, so, yeah, it was really good. I liked it a lot. I thought it was really a cool film. Nice. I liked it as well. Um, so I'm following it up with a film from 2018 called Birds of Passage. Okay, I have not seen this. And this is uh, set in Colombia, and it talks about the uh, the the marijuana boom okay. of the 60s and 70s. And it really focuses on a family of um, Ayuya? I, I, it's pronounced ayahuasca. No, it's not. <laughs> These are... Uh, kind of it's it's a uh, a, a race within Colombia <laughs> okay and they are an ethnic group they are uh, very traditional very primitive they kind of live out on these salt flats interesting and you you kind of associate Colombia with like Bogota and you know very verdant forest yeah. and stuff not these guys these guys are a very barren landscape and it's kind of a love story because he's He's courting this girl in the very traditional family and trying to win her hand in marriage. And in doing so, he has to get uh, her dowry. And in order to get the money for it, he teams up with a friend of his and they basically sell marijuana to the Peace Corps. The dowry was three vicunas. It was uh, it was several goats, several uh, cattle and the fancy like gemstone uh, necklaces. Ah. And it escalates. As okay. you can imagine, any kind of drug empire type story, and it it really tells the tale of of, of holding on to tradition, yes, and who you are at the core versus what your ambition will betray you, you know. And the coolest part about this movie is that it's told in five chapters. Oh, cool! And each chapter is based. It's named. They call them a song. Oh, and uh, each chapter is kind of like. Um, they say that birds are like a portent of various things. Like there are birds come as a sign of doom. Like a harbinger. A harbinger, yes. Each chapter has a bird that is significant to what's going to happen and what is going on in the storyline. So I really want uh, Professor Knowles to watch this. Oh, yeah. He would love I it. I think he would really dig this movie because you're dealing with some indigenous species of birds. And also South American culture, which I think he's a fan yeah. of. Yeah. So I liked it. I, I'm sorry to be so long-winded about it, but I really thought it was a, a cool film and uh, definitely a, a stark contrast to The City of God. It was not the, the gritty... Uh, urban decay kind of film. It was more of a, uh, of a uh, pastoral rural kind of gotcha. story. Cool. All right. Well, like Chelsea, I also went with animated films for mine. I went with uh, the experimental animation of Colombia. So in the early eighties, Bogota native Carlos Santa explored, not to be confused with Carlos Santana, uh, explored the world of animated film as a fine art and is considered the father of experimental animation in Colombia. And so the first movie is a short film and it's called El Pasajero de la Noche or The Passenger of the Night from 1988. And it's got no rating on Rotten Tomatoes. It says coming soon. I don't know what they're, what they're waiting for. The basic premise is where the eventful journey of Mr. Isaac Inc. takes place and the whew, vicissitudes that he encounters with his dead companion. And the only place I could find to watch this is on Facebook. Oh, wow. Facebook Watch. What? Yeah. 
And then, that's a first for the show, everybody. Yes. <laughs> and then there is uh, his first feature film, his first animated feature, which is The Mysterious Presages of Leon Prozac. <laughs> <laughs> or Los Extraños Presages de Leon Prozac. And it was also directed by Carlos Santa. This came out in 2010. Leon Prozac decides to rent his head to Mephistopheles in order to pitch him some circus acts. <laughs> Each act is conceived by an artist who expresses his vision of the world through animated paintings and drawings. Wow. Yeah, so I went a little bit off the beaten path. That's cool, though, man. My double feature, and uh, I'm happy about it. Good. Sounds like we we both had some good double feature action. Yes. All right, so that will wrap us up on the Midnight Double Feature, which brings us to Nuestro Segmento Principal, our feature segment, which is the recast. And today we are going to talk about hypothetically recasting a few of the main actors in a movie that we watched ahead of time. And the first one is called The Official Story, a.k.a. La Historia Oficial, from 1985. <laughs> Puede ser la hija de una desaparecida. Dijimos que nunca íbamos a hablar de eso. No entiendo qué te pasa. Quiero saber. ¿Qué querés saber? Yo siempre pensé que la mamá no la quería. Pero sé lo que vos estás tratando de meterle en la cabeza. Podemos perder a Gaby. ¡Vos vas a perder a Gaby! ¡Vos! Si no sé quién es Gaby, es como si nada fuera cierto. And it was directed by Luis Puenzo. And it's got a 100% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's part of the Criterion Collection. And it's available on HBO Max. And it's a story of one of those uh, military juntas, right? And a, a couple who has an adopted child who they come to suspect was the daughter of one of the disappeared ones or two of the disappeared ones, right? The wife suspects it. The husband's a little uh, more, more guarded about yeah. what really happened. All right. And so um, I've got this Argentine drama focuses on Alicia, played by Norma Alejandro, a high school history teacher who is leading a comfortable life with her husband, Roberto, played by Hector Altiero. Altario, a businessman with ties to the military and their adopted daughter. When Alicia begins to wonder about the identity of the little girl's birth parents, she finds herself suspecting 
that her daughter may be the child of people abducted or killed by the government's brutal crackdown on leftist groups. And on that feel-good story <laughs> note, we're going to be recasting the father, the mother, and the friend, not the daughter. This was the friend who was abducted, tortured for 32 days, and later on told her about what happened. Right. And okay. that's what got the wheels turning in her mind about yes. where did our daughter really come from? This is the mother, Norma Alejandro, playing Alicia Marnay de Ibanez. Then the father, Hector Altiero, Alti, Alterio, Alterio, <laughs> played by Roberto, or playing Roberto Ibanez. And then finally, Anna, played by Chunchuna Villafanye. Chunchuna Villafanye playing Anna the friend. Yes. Now we're now we're talking business. Um All right, who is your Alicia, sir? So I'm gonna do the Joey Pool on this story. Okay, do it. And I'm going to put it in America. And this is kind of like a fictional telling of the children that have been separated from their parents in captivity at the border. Yes. And so this is kind of like a uh a dark version of what might happen. It's a 2020 story. Yeah. Well, you know, we're going to have to future cast this down the road a little bit and see what the fallout is from these egregious actions. But uh, so with that in mind, I did do some face value casting. Me too. Norma was 49 years old at the time. Okay. I'm casting a 59 year old in gotcha. this role. Um, she was in. Um, oh, my God. Was she really in this? She was in CBS's Scorpion. She was in uh, Make It or Break It on ABC Family. <laughs> she was in the Final Fantasy movie. Okay. But everyone knows her as Roz Doyle from Frasier. I went with Perry Gilpin. Oh, wow. I like Roz. Right. That's cool. I think we went a similar route. I went with um, non-South American actors who had face value. And my actress is... 53, excuse me, 56 now. She was in the 1987 film Jocks. She's also in Lake Placid. And most people know her from Law and Order Special Victims Unit. It's Mariska Hargitay. Nice, nice. Yep. Mariska I can see her Hargitay. playing that part yes. too. It's almost like a lifetime movie at this Indeed. point. Indeed. Yeah. All right. Next up, we've got Roberto Ibanez, played by Hector Altieri. Alterio, I'm never going to get his name right. <laughs> and who is your actor for this one? Well, I, I feel like I should mention for anybody who cares that wants to like follow up on some of these movies, this did win the Golden Globe for Best Foreign Feature Film nice. for its yeah. year. Um, and it did have some Academy uh, nominations and as well. And it's a solid movie. Oh, I it's think, a great I think we, movie. we give this one recommends, right? Oh, totally. Totally. It's, uh, it's gripping and eye-opening that this shit went down and that's what kind of got me thinking about what's going on here and how uh, to an extent this could happen. Yes, it could. Uh, this is what, this is what happens. A military have, junta. This is what happens when you have a fascist re regime in power. Mm -hmm. uh, all right. So Hector, four, uh, 56 years old. I went with a 58 year old actor and I picked this guy on face value, but also he's played some low life scumbags and this yeah. guy was a low life scumbag. If, if he was in the know, right. If he was complicit in what was going on. He's but, a conditional scumbag. Yeah. I don't want to give away too much, but uh, I don't like the guy anyway. Um, he was in the movie Nebraska. Yeah. 
He was in, uh, I'm going to just give it all Call away. Call He was in Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul. I went with Bob Odenkirk. Oh, okay. Yeah, I can see that. I thought you were going to say Bruce Dern. <laughs> Too old. <laughs> well, my actor is 75. Oh, well then. <laughs> so, uh, he's a Scottish actor. And he's known for, oh, a movie I just saw this week that I'm going to mention in our 2020 movie marathon called Rebecca. He's also in uh, the movie Sunshine. He's on the TV show Fleabag and Outlander. His name is Bill Peterson. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'm with you on him. Bill Peterson. And once again, going full face value. We got one more. It is the friend of the mother who kind of opens the doors on Pandora's box in terms of the mother's suspicions about where her daughter, her adopted daughter came from. And her name is Anna, and she's played by Chunchuna Viafanye. Chunchuna Viafanye. And how old was the original actress? Do we know? 45. 45. And who did you have? Um, I've got a 48-year-old actress, and since we are talking about a border uh, detainment kind of thing, I went yeah. with a Mexican actress. Okay. Um, she was most recently in Bad Boys for Life. Yep. Um, she was in uh, Jane the Virgin for a few episodes. And uh, I think her most well-known movie was from 2007, Under the Same Moon. Her name is Kate Del Castillo. Okay. All right, I can see that for sure. Yeah. Nice. So my actress is, once again, a little bit older. She's 54. She was in The Princess Bride, Forrest Gump, Wonder Woman, and the TV show House of Cards. Her name is Robin Wright. Oh, yeah. Yep. Robin Wright. And uh, so wrapping it up on this one, I think that it is kind of an important movie. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Department of Corrections officer Dana saw this in high school. Oh, okay. Uh, It reminded me of a movie we were talking about the other night called uh, Death and the Maiden. Yes. Uh, Speaking of like the disappeared ones and uh, the the military dictatorships and suppressing free thought. Yeah, Um, totally, totally in that same vein. And it's it's kind of foreign to us, at least in the past it was yeah (laughs) these these horrendous actions yeah in broad daylight and the movie does a good job of portraying this right versus left because the the husband was very much on board yeah oh look look someone's (laughs) at the door ladies and gentlemen we are so pleased to be joined by chop shop regulator Chilean Chelsea, nice. aka Cholombia, <laughs> aka Saint Chilena. <laughs> nice. And we have just finished up talking about the, the uh, official story. The official story. And what were your okay. thoughts on it? This movie was excellent. It was very heavy. Um, but it was I explained it to my mom today. I was like, it's on par with gut wrenching, like Sophie's choice. Yes. Yes, absolutely. 100%. It so was, It was wonderful. I think we're saying recommends all the way around, absolutely. right? Yes. Bueno. 
Bueno, muy bueno. Muy bueno. And with that, we're going to head into intermission, but not before we say, let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby. Let's all go to the lobby and get ourselves some empanadas. <laughs> all right, Chop Shoppers, thank you for bearing with us during intermission. This is your host, Travis. And I just have one question for you, Sean. What is one way we could make our podcast more prominent? Oh, if our listeners would rate and review us on iTunes. Rate, review, and subscribe to us oh, yeah, subscribe. on iTunes. And, or and, and pin your friends down and, and force them to do it. Make them go ahead and do a review. We're very under like, like, like Make it a whole pyramid scheme. Get the people under them yeah. to do it. And multiply. A podsy scheme. Oh, I like it. Yes. You folks who are listening right now, it would be fantastic if while you're listening or right after, you don't have to stop the show, don't stop the show, but if afterwards you could go to iTunes and give us a review or a rating, that would be awesome as well, or on whatever uh, podcatcher app it is that you're listening to us. We're on a few of them. And also, uh, be aware of our online presence. We have a Facebook page. It's facebook.com slash cinemachopshop. We're hosted natively online on Podbean. It's cinemachopshop on Podbean. And our Twitter handle is at cinemachopshop. We do a lot of stuff on there, like our movie marathon, where Sean consistently kicks my ass. Also, our uh, email address is cinemachopshop at gmail.com. You can email us anytime. We check it frequently. The beers that we check in after intermission, you're about to find out about some, are always checked in on Untapped. That's U-N-T-A-P-P-D. And we are Cinema Chop Shop on there. Once again, thank you to you, the listeners. Thank you for tuning in and enjoy the rest of the show. And now... On with the show. All right, we're recording the potato. <laughs> <laughs> that was my fault. I picked him up against his will. Uh, he he says, wasn't. I got stuff to do, yo. We have a we have a dog that is essentially Roomba-ing the chop shop. Yeah, he's taking care of all the bugs. Uh, so welcome back, chop shoppers. Thank you for bearing with us during intermission. We just had to go to the banyo. And when we come back from intermission, what do we like to do, Sean? Bira check-ins. Yes, cerveza. Uh, so in the honor of in honor of uh, Thanksgiving, which was yesterday as the date of this recording, mm-hmm. uh, doing two cranberry beers. The first is going to be from uh, Frothy Beard Brewing in Charleston, South Carolina. Nice, Frothy Beard. I like them. Good friends of the brewery. This is called Sour Cran. Cranberry sour, and if you look at the artwork, it looks just like a can of cranberries. Yes, it does. <laughs> so I did uh, canned cranberry sauce, but I used the one with the whole berries. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. I think it's a little bit less redneck. Just I don't like cranberry sauce. So, have you ever had Mama Stanberg's cranberry relish? This is a recipe so. that they do on NPR. It's got a lot of horseradish. I probably would like that it's one. It's the color of Pepto Bismol. Oh, I would totally like that one. Yeah. Um, I I don't really care for cranberry sauce, but I like cranberries. Same. Mm-hmm. I like the bitterness of cranberry. Ooh, the color is good. Yeah, I'm down with it. I haven't had this one, so it's wow, good on them. Kind of a sweetness to it, though. Yeah, it's not quite as tart as like straight cranberry. The second but... one, I think you'll find it'll be a lot more tart 
Gotcha. Than this. All right. Well, <laughs> while we enjoy that, let's get into the 2020 movie marathon. And as of this recording, it is the 332nd day of the year. And I'm on number 386. I'm on 401, but I have Oh, none, you passed 400. But I have none to check in for this week because they're all relevant to this episode and next week's That's episode. That's okay. That's okay. And Chelsea? 315. 315. You're only... 52 away 51 away that's eight movies from last recording that's pretty good that's more than one a day excelente all right so i will give you my my check-ins yeah it's gonna be you and chelsea uh, on this segment all right oh my god (laughs) (laughs) the dog has broken out of the man cave he has flipped over a folding card table and he's found something under it that he wants to eat. You okay, buddy? <laughs> dog's, his dog's in garbage disposal. It's amazing. You're all right. Yes, you're. Right. You can't fit through there. No, oh you can't. God. Okay, so my number. Oh, I need to get out my phone for this. Sorry. You go ahead. We want to keep him in here. We want to send him on his way. Gus, come on. We love all you, right. Gus. You're the best. Gus, come on. Gussie, hey. He's a bull in a china shop. <laughs> yes. He's he's Julian Mason. Yeah, dude. He there was like charcoal in his mouth or something. <laughs> probably. He probably ate that. He's got a mouth like an ashtray. Just <laughs> <laughs> put all your candy wrappers in it. And... <laughs> like grandma's house all right so my first check-in for this week is going to be a movie that is on i believe it's on hbo hbo max but it's called rebecca and it's based on a book and apparently it's not as good as the book but i never learned how to read yes i read that uh so it's army hammer heir to the arm and hammer fortune yep and Mm -hmm. lily james and she marries into a wealthy family and there's a lot of uh there's a lot of memories of his ex-wife in the house her name was rebecca and she's having to deal with all of that and it it gets pretty heavy i believe this is also on netflix or hulu it is net no it's hulu it's on hulu thank you because i started watching it but i haven't finished it gotcha army hammer and lily james that's pretty much one of the best looking tandems oh, yeah. you can imagine. In yeah, they would have won best looking couple in their high school year. Book. Right. For sure. Uh, you got one for us, Chelsea? Yeah. So I watched a movie on Hulu called Happiest Season with Dan Levy, Kristen Stewart. Um, oh, Mackenzie... it's a, the gay Christmas movie. Yeah. And yes. Mackenzie Davis. Mackenzie Davis. Yes. How was it? Um. You know, Kristen Stewart actually had range. It was, I mean, typical holiday movie, but yeah. like feel good movie, not as cheesy as Lifetime holiday movies. Right. But um, they definitely broached the subject uh, cautiously. It, they did a good job. Okay. It was, yeah, I enjoyed it. I laughed out loud well, the, a couple of times. You tell me what I'm, where I'm wrong, but the premise being that She's bringing her girlfriend to the family home for Christmas, mm-hmm. but she 
has implied to her girlfriend that her family knows that she's this a is, lesbian. Yes, uh-huh. this is Mackenzie Davis and Kristen but, Stewart. But Mackenzie Davis confesses to her on the way there yes. that they do not know. You're just so my Kristen roommate. So Kristen Stewart is the girlfriend? Yeah. Yes. Okay, gotcha. But you're just my roommate. Yes. Interesting. All right, I'll go with another one. Um, this is a horror slash thriller from 2020. Oh, I bet it's the same one I was going to check in. Is it called Come Play? No. Uh, I got it confused with a different favorite movie of mine, Come Play. <laughs> <laughs> but it's Gillian Jacobs, and she has a... Chelsea, aut- you don't like a, her. A nonverbal autistic son in the movie. Oh. oh. Uh, I wonder if it's less offensive than Saya's. Sia? Sia, whatever her name is. I think it's pronounced sciatica. And so uh, he starts to notice things and his all of his devices, his tablet, his phone, his computer start to show the same like morbid children's story a la the Babadook. Ooh. Yeah, that reminds me of the Babadook yeah. right out of the gate. Yeah. And it was decent. I think I gave it like three, three okay. stars. Uh, do you have another one? Mm-hmm. Okay, go for it. Oh, before you before you go, um, I've opened up uh, from a second cranberry. This is from beer. Slow Play Brewing. These guys are in um, uh, Rock Hill, South Carolina. Okay, and this is their uh, holidays. Are full. they in Rock Hill or are they in Tiga K? They're in Rock Hill. Holidays full kettle soured wheat ale with cranberry and ginger. So. I like ginger as long as it doesn't smell like farts. Specifically, ginger's farts. That was more of a that was more of a Marianne yeah, kind of guy. Yeah, she stunk up all of Gilligan's Island. Marianne was kind of my girl. So, all right, so we're gonna try this one. You say it's gonna be more tart. I yeah, I had this one earlier. It's got a little bit more tartness. Plus, the ginger gives it a little kick. Oh, I think that's great. Yeah, this is a delicious beverage. Oh, 100%. All right, my third and final check. Oh, oh rude. I'm sorry. Cut Chelsea's turn. I cut I cut Chelsea off. It's now Chelsea's turn. I got confused. It's fine. Um my movie is from 2020. It's a thriller. It's yes. on Hulu. It's called Run. Yeah, that's going to be my next one too. So go ahead and tell me what you thought about it. Um Munchausen syndrome by oh, proxy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I liked it. Sean picked up on something because he saw kind of bits and pieces where okay. he was like, Sarah Paulson is typecast. Yeah, she is. She definitely she's is. She's good at what she does. Don't get well, me she's, wrong. She's Nurse Ratchet. She's in all the American horror stories. She's in all the American crime stories. She's She kind of has been... Uh, what what's the word? Well, you know what I said, and in, in you and I had this discussion. Was mm-hmm. she's kind of gone down this wormhole of being in the crime thriller slash weird shit, weird. Yeah. You know, but maybe she likes doing that. Maybe, maybe that's her thing. And she's mm-hmm. certainly making bank right now. Cattle shoot is cattle shoot the word I'm looking for? I don't know. She's being put in a cattle shoot, but it seems like she enjoys it. Yeah, and she's and good at it. You mean pigeonhole? Pigeonhole. Cattle shoot, uh, glory hold. Oh, glory that's the word you're looking for. Thank you. All right. So I also saw the movie Run, and my review was 
It would make a great double feature with Misery. Absolutely. Yeah, uh, the Kathy Bates slash Sarah mm-hmm. Paulson uh, dynamic really falls right in line with that. So I thought that was pretty cool. All right. And uh, good luck to you, Chelsea, on finishing out the year. I will do it. And Sean, I hope you trip and fall. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> that will take us to the second part of our feature segment, Nuestra Segmento Principal, the recast. Part Numero, two. Numero dos. Segunda. And the movie, um, you guys didn't care for it too much. No. I found it it to uh, be entirely forgettable. Pizza, cigarettes, and beer. Pizza, birra, faso. Yes. Uh, Sorry, pizza, beer, and cigarettes. It's got a 51% on Rotten Tomatoes. It is in the Spanish language, and it was directed by two directors, Bruno Stagnaro, Bruno Stagnaro, and Adrian... Ooh... Saitano, Adrian Saitano. Uh, Impoverished Buenos Aires teens, Hector Angelada, Jorge Cezan, and Pamela Jordan graduate from petty theft to armed robbery, but remained incompetent at each. Uh, Tell me why you didn't like it. It's just a bunch of assholes who are not like super good at being assholes, but are awesome at being fucking douchebags oh okay going the whole asshole douchebag all right uh vin diagram (laughs) (laughs) this kind of falls victim to the same problem that we had with uh the chinese movies episode with the first feature for that great director where it was a student i said it looked like a student film uh, these many of these guys did not go on to do much of anything else True. acting wise. And I think it's reflected on screen. They they did not look comfortable or competent for that matter. Um, I just found it to be very forget forgettable. Uh, my, I think my review was what a bunch of colossal fuck ups. Like they just could not get it together and do crime. Yeah. The bling ring. Did it remind you guys of the bling ring? I don't think I've seen the bling ring. I don't think it reminded me of anything. All right. So the <laughs> roles that we're going to recast are uh, Cordobes, played by Hector Anglada. And then also... He, di- he died at like 26 years yeah, old. Yeah, he died very young. Do we know how? 
Do not know. I do not know either. Uh, then we've also got Pablo, played by Jorge Cezanne. And then finally, Sandra, played by Pamela Jordan. And Chelsea, who is your pick for the first role? Um, listen, I threw ages, all that shit out the window. Yes. Um, I fucking hated this movie. <laughs> so I picked actors and actresses that I fucking hate. Oh, here comes John Hamm. Not quite yet. <laughs> so my first actor, um, he was in Zombieland. Jesse Eisenberg. Yes. <laughs> that asshole. <laughs> Fucker. God, we've done this before, haven't yes. we? Yes. <laughs> Sean, your pick. I'm so glad you came back for the second half. Yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, I went with a uh, Argentinian soccer player. Oh, a really? Footballer who is up and coming in the league. He's 25 years old, but I think he 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 looks the part though. He looks kind of tough, and he could he wants to be a badass. He's got tattoos and a nice shaved hair kind of thing. His name is Maxi Roland. Roland. Okay. Speaking of Argentinian soccer players, this week's episode is dedicated to the late Diego Maradona, uh, who passed away this week of a heart attack at the age of 60. 60, yeah. Yeah. Uh, But he loved the shit out of cocaine. So, Uh, all right. And... (laughs) You know what he also loved? Cinema. Cinema, <laughs> yes. And leftist politics. <laughs> All right, where are we on? Which one? You're um, on the first one. It was my turn for that yeah. one? Yes. All right, so my actor is uh, 29 now. He's in Love and Monsters, The Maze Runner, and Teen Wolf. His name is Dylan O'Brien. Hey, I used him not too long ago. Dylan O'Brien. I see it. Yeah. All right. Next, we've got the role of Pablo. (laughs) Right? Here comes John Hamm. (laughs) And he was was played originally by Jorge Cezanne and Chelsea. Um, My actor, you've never heard of him ever, was in Million Dollar Arm, Baby Driver, the town and a little TV show called Man Mad Men. Uh, stupid motherfucker, John Ham. John Ham. <laughs> Ham is better than turkey. Prove me wrong. Oh, I oh, will no. prove you wrong. On board. Agree. No, Sean, your pick for Pablo. All right, I went with a twenty-year-old actor who was born in uh, Brazil. I couldn't find an Argentinian, mm-hmm. but I was surprised that this actor is Brazilian. Because he's quite hairy. Mm-hmm. No. Um, Waxed. He was in Get Him to the Greek. Yep. He was in uh, the Netflix show Sex Education. Mm. But most people would know him from Game of Thrones in the role of Robin Aaron, the little bitch-ass punk. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His name is Lino Fascioli. Lino Fascioli. Was he the one who... Um, the there was that big pit in their the hole there yes and he would okay. like push people down the hole just yes. to watch them fall what yeah a dick yeah he was a dick all right my actor is also a dick he's in 13 reasons why he's in preacher he's in glee and i carly mostly tv shows his name is justin prentice 
Okay. Oh yeah, he was a dick in Glee. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Justin yeah. Prentice. He kind of looks like an evil Chris Pratt. He does. Oh my. <laughs> All right, we've got one more role, and that is Sandra, played by Pamela Hordan. Uh, and how old was she? Don't have an age. We don't on have her. an age on her. Don't care. Uh, <laughs> Chelsea, do you hate someone enough? Yeah. To recast them in this role, hundred um, percent. She was in a film I recently watched called Happiest Season. You can also find her in the stupid Twigay series. Uh, Kristen Stewart. Did you say? Twy gay? I did. Okay. Uh, all right. So um, is there like some personal beef between you guys? <laughs> no, these guys are just all assholes and I hate them. Okay. For their acting style? Um, Both for their acting style and just like what a bunch of douchebags they are when you see them in interviews and they're just pretentious fuckers. Okay. They put the jerky in turkey. Yeah. Fair enough. Sean, who's your pick? Um, I went with a 23-year-old actress from Argentina. Mm-hmm. And as best as I can tell, she's essentially made a career out of doing the Miley Cyrus, Hannah Montana thing. Um, she's known for her role of Teeny slash Violetta in the show Violetta, as well as Teeny, the new life of Violetta. Her name is Martina Stossel. Okay. And so she's like a uh, teeny bopper TV star in South America. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, my actress is 22 now. She was in the movie Seven Pounds with Will Smith. She's in the movie The Game Plan. And she's in American Pie Girls Rule. Her name is Madison Pettis. Yes, Madison Pettis is her name. Hmm. Don't think I'm familiar with her. Mm-mm. Now you are. Word. All right. So I'm taking it that you guys did not recommend this movie. No uh, bueno. No, no bueno. No bueno. No. So just to be contradictory, I'm going to say bueno. <laughs> D- no. <laughs> All right. That'll bring us to our bonus segment, which is going to be a battle royale between... Once again, some regional cuisine. Uh, you can only pick one. Do you want ceviche, arepas, or chimichurri? You'll have to explain those to Chelsea. What's a chimichurri? Chimichurri is like a grilled meat with a green pepper sauce on it. What's the What's the other one? Second uh, one? The second one is arepas, which is like a pastry. And then you are familiar with ceviche. Uh, I picked the dessert. All right. I'm going to have to go with the treviche. The treviche. <laughs> yes. I pick empanadas. Well, that wasn't even a choice. <laughs> I can change the rules anytime. I would this go is a military them. junta. I would go with uh, empanadas myself had I known that was on the menu. All right, so this is our sneak preview trivia question for next week's trivia, correct? Yeah. And it is Tyler Perry movies next week. So this is a Tyler Perry trivia question. And breaking the mold, Chelsea's going to ask me the question. So Tyler Perry is in a long-running feud with another director. 
Hmm. And he recently told um, a news outlet, I'm so sick of hearing about damn blank blank. He can go straight to hell. Who was he talking about? Is it McQueen? Mm-mm. Who is it? Spike Lee. Oh, no shit. Wow. Oh, and he gets like offensive. <laughs> I wonder why. Um, I wonder what Spike Lee did. Interesting. He did the right thing. He did the right <laughs> thing. Yes. You got there, buddy. All right. That's going to wrap us up. We want to thank you, Chelsea, for making it better late than never. Right. And anything you want to plug this week? Trivia. Trivia is back. Woo. Uh, that'll be season seven, week nine next week on Wednesday. And also, I want to thank the engineer, my co-host and co-producer, Sean the Brew Boss. Anything you ought to plug? I want to plug paying for your Black Friday purchases. <laughs> oh, wow. Tell us about that, Chelsea. I paid for all my No, no, no. no, no, no. The, the kids with the TVs. Oh, um, so I was at Walmart, and uh, I was getting ready to leave, minding my own business, and I see this cart just like zoom past me. And it's like two teenagers with two TVs in there and they just took off. And I got stuck inside Walmart for like a solid 20 minutes. And what did the greeter say? Oh, she ran out and she was like, oh, here now, get back here. (laughs) (laughs) That is amazing. Thank you so much. And also, I want to plug the podcast itself. Please rate, review and subscribe to us on your podcatcher apps. We are Cinema Chop Shop on Podbean. We're also at Cinema Chop Shop on Twitter. We are Cinema Chop Shop on Facebook. And our email is cinemachopshop at gmail.com. The two cranberry beers that we checked in today will be chucked chucked in. They'll be checked in on the Cinema Chop Shop profile on Untapped. That's U-N-T-A-P-P-D. Finally, I want to say thank you to you, the listeners. Please remember that Black Lives Matter, wear a mask, social distance, and watch Chop Retrofit. And tip your gauchos. (laughs) You know what a gaucho is? Like a cowboy. It's a cowboy. They use bolos. Bolos. (laughs) 